Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome to Flipping Dreams Podcast with your host, Heather Renee May. Each week, we bring you interviews and resources that will inspire you and encourage you. It's never too late to transform your past and empower your future. You are listening to Flipping Dreams. All right, Dream Flippers, we are back and I am so excited to first of all be back in the saddle um i took you know a few months off it was a weird year i don't know if it was for anyone else (laughs) joke um but yes i took some time off um because honestly after all of the amazing interviews i had last year i was like i need to get my butt in gear and like do the thing that i really want to do and so um i did it in three months i wrote my first fiction romance novel, which is something I've been really wanting to do pretty much my whole life. Um, And I've had a few attempts before of doing this. And uh, the last one was like 20 years ago. And I only got 150 pages in, which is probably about, I don't know, maybe 40,000 words or something. And, um, but I just didn't, I just didn't have the, I just didn't see the whole picture. And I, I just, it wasn't time. So fast forward to this last three months, I was down in Texas and I'm sitting at these wineries and I'm on the Texas wine trail and I'm in my trailer and I said, bam, I saw the entire story and I was like so excited. So I gave myself, um, I gave myself the deadline of a thousand words a day and that's it trying to just do a thousand words a day. And um, I mean, honestly, I journal every day, probably more than that. So I just sat down every morning, it was about an hour and a half or so. And I would just, just write, I just write. And then right, usually when I start to get about stuck, I would um, already have my words done. So I'd be like, Oh, that's it, done. And just move on, go on the rest of my day. So um, yes, if For those of you, I will have a deeper dive into some writing tips like that because it was really helpful for me to not think about um, pages or scenes or chapters, but to think about just words. Just like, it's just words. You can't be afraid of words. Just type them. Just write the words. Who cares? And then you go back and just no editing. Just just type. So um, anyway, I'm super excited. And right now I'm in the process where my book is being edited by a New York editor and then i will make the next steps towards publishing so what i thought i'd do for this season is to kick off a deep dive into the dream of book writing and publishing because i know many of you out there have a book inside you you have a story that you want to tell that you want to share and honestly um 
Like it's one of the most common dreams that I hear people share. And it's awesome, right? Because we all have a different story, a different perspective. There is no limit to the amount of books out there in the universe, which is amazing because like I love books. So, um, so I thought what I'd do is I would kind of talk through as I'm going through this process, I'm going to start a blog and kind of share weekly my journey as I'm like actually doing the thing. Um, but I thought I would bring in authors, bring in publishers, bring in illustrators, people in the industry, get tips, just people who have done this before, who have self-published or traditionally published, and just talk about what worked and what didn't work and um, sort of just help encourage you to know that like this is a possible thing and you don't have to wait until you're retired or until later to write until it's perfect like literally just write and your first your first book could be complete crap and so you just keep writing just write the second one write the third one like I mean it doesn't anyway we'll dig into that we'll dig into that in a later episode but I just wanted to kick off and say how excited I am to share this with you. This is, I mean, I just, I'm so in love with my story. I can't wait to share it with the world, but I'm also really excited about this process. And I'm excited to dive back in and talk to people who have done it as well. And just like kind of take away, demyth, demystify the process um, and uh, just make it really relatable. So here we are, Flipping Dreams season two. And uh, we are kicking off this season, well, besides me telling you all this stuff, um, our first interview guest is Ashley Peak Wellman. And I don't know if you remember her from last season, but she wrote and published this beautiful children's book, My Friend Fresno, The Girl Who Dances with Skeletons. And this is the doll, Fresno. And for Christmas, I bought copies and Fresnos for all of the little people in my world and sent it to them. And it was so much fun to see them. They were delighted by it. They loved the story and um, read it like every night. And I just, it just really made my heart sing uh, to be able to share this beautiful work that Ashley and her daughter Reagan um, just put into, they put their hearts and, and souls into. So we are bringing Ashley back on to do a deep dive into what it was like for her to go through this process. How did she get hooked up with Tom Kincaid's nephew for, as an illustrator, which is amazing. And um, just all the things like where she's at now, what, how's her tour going is, I mean, obviously it's really hard to do a book tour right now during the time of COVID and a pandemic. So um, we're just going to talk real and just kind of catch up with Ashley. So I hope you enjoy this. And uh, I can't wait to share this uh, episode two with you. Thank you so much. You are listening to Flipping Dreams. Hello, gorgeous. Hello, beautiful. Ah! <laughs> How are you? It's so good to see you. Look at your cute stuff behind you. Can you believe? I love and can it. I just say, um, I, I recorded my intro, but I was telling listeners, um, how I bought copies of all of, you know, your book and Fresno from the little people in my world and yes. I them. and the notes and the pictures and all of that, that I got back from, Oh my God, they loved it, Ashley. Like they, That's they would amazing. read it over and over and their kids would like wander around with Fresno. People and... love Fresno. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like, I mean, yeah, he's a hit. This is Dottie's so Fresno. Cute. He's kind of dirty because it's okay. Yeah, a dog. That's okay. But, um... <laughs> so, um, I was so inspired by like, well, first of all, I've always, I love books. And so I was so excited to see your book. But then I was like, you know, after interviewing Katie and like all the people 
last year and they were like, do your thing. Just, just if you have it. a book, just do your thing. And I was just yeah. like, well, yeah, but first I have to get my audience and I have to build my platform and I have to do all the things that I really don't want to do, but I have to do it to do the thing. And finally, I was just in Texas. I'm on the wine trail. And literally the entire story came to me and I was oh, like, my holy crap, holy, I've got to write this. And yeah, so, right now. yeah. And so I literally wrote, it is, um, I don't, I don't know if I want to share the, um, I'm not going to share yet the title and all of that. Yes. I'm going okay. to like do a okay. slow, like yeah. release into this, but I'm going to make um, you tell me when we get off the call, but go oh, ahead. Totally, totally, <laughs> totally. So, um, yeah, but, uh, so basically it is a love story set on the Texas wine trail oh. and, um, it is, oh my God, can I tell you, I've like been living like vicariously through my characters for three yes. months and I love it. Um, and I basically, and I was sharing this earlier that I, my process was just like, just sit down every day and write a thousand words. Just that's okay. it. Just, just sit. Just like in. No, see, I'm the opposite. Oh, I'm really? burst. I'm burst. Oh. And then I'm, and then I'm in big trouble. It's well, like a drought. That's, that's what I was worried about. <laughs> and I was kind of like, I need to just, let me try this because I've tried it that way too. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm in this friends in fiction Facebook group, which if any, the readers or listeners, um, check it out. If you love fiction, yes, add me. it's yes, it's Mary yes. Kay Andrews, yes. Mary Alice Monroe, Patty, uh, Henry Callahan, um, Chris, Kristen Woodson Harvey, Christy Woodson Harvey and Kristen Harmel. And they're they, between the five of them, they have this Wednesday happy hour and they in, interview oh uh, like an author with their upcoming book coming out. And it's anyway, it's super fun. It's super amazing. And they give you tips. Cool. And so one of the writing tips was like, just touch your manuscript every day mm -hmm. and just write, write like a thousand words. Like, don't worry about pages. Don't worry about chapters. Yep. Just, just don't sit down and write. Just get it out. Yeah. Just, yeah. just sit yeah. down and do it and do it every day or research it every day or do something, you know, of course. So my research was like drinking wine, but sure, of course, that's I mean, my research too for my children's books. Of course. Of course. Right. Just, I mean, I think that's just part just, of it. That's just normal. That's, that's part just, of the process. that's just part of my daily process. <laughs> yes. So, um, anyway, so flash, flash. Fast forward, we're done. I've done it. I've done the thing. I did the thing. I wrote the words and I actually kind of like them. And so I am now, um, my words are with a New York editor and she is, she is working with me and we are cleaning up my manuscript. Wow. And then I'm looking at, and as I started researching like publishing and self-publishing, mm -hmm. co-publishing, mm -hmm. all the models, what's, you know, really understanding what's out there. Cause you really do right. like writing is one thing, right. one, but that's just like the small fraction of all and the marketing and all the things absolutely i thought i need to talk to my friend ashley because she just did this and i'm so excited and yeah, totally and so a choice and you're right there's so many choices so we can dive into all that like why did i go that route what's the perks what's the kind of not the perks i'm up for any questions you have or anything we want to yes. dive into yeah yes i totally yeah i want to i want to basically just like have a chat about like how was it for you yeah. what did you do um and like, what are some gotchas? Like, I'd love for you to share, a t you know, tips or gotchas that you would be like, oh, maybe think about this if you're going down this road. Absolutely. And, and then of course we're going to recap and I want to show your book and all of that and make sure that everyone knows how to find it. Also talking about like, how the heck do you do a book tour during a pandemic? Absolutely. So let's talk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So cool. let's dive in real quick about like why self-publishing? Why did I pick that? So it's funny because I'm a professor right now. That's, you know, I'm a criminologist by trade. So it made no sense to write a children's book and I love it. I love, and everyone <laughs> so, loves it. Yeah. So right, you buck the yeah. system, 
but I actually started at Barnes and Noble. That was my very first big girl job outside of uh, college. And so I was the community relations manager and I did all the big events and, um, you know, author signings, those kinds of things. And there was such a stigma about self-published authors because again, anyone can be an author, right? And now on Twitter, you're like, oh, award-winning author. And you learn that there's all these tricks about you can pay to be an award-winning author and all these things. So obviously mm -hmm. there's caveats and the kind of stigmas that can be associated with this for real reasons. But we also got to remember that traditionally published books sometimes stink as well, <laughs> that there are some books True. that have gotten picked up that are not very good. And there's a lot of different things that go into that, right? Like what agent, what the agent's wanting, what the agent's preference is and writing's an art. And so some art gets picked up and we look at it and we go, what is this? And some art that's gorgeous doesn't get picked up. And so I was at a time in my life where I needed something I could control. You and I talked before yes. I had really been struggling with loss had been the theme of the last four years of my life. And, and for listeners out there, if you haven't, I will link to this is, was in season one. And, um, I loved our interview. It was so frank. And I know a lot of people really, um, were healed through your words. Aww. So yeah, definitely. I mean, you've had an amazing journey. Yeah. And so I had been dealing with things like we had talked about, like, you know, I had lost, um, you know, multiple babies via miscarriage. I had, um, lost my husband suddenly in front of me and my daughter. And then I had lost this promised job that was supposed to really define me um, and that I had moved my family for. And so I was really in the midst of kind of just sorrow and darkness. And a dear friend said, Ash, you should write a children's book based on this, this picture of your daughter dancing with her best friend who happened to be a skeleton. And I remember thinking like, okay, well, I don't know how to do that. Like same thing, right? I don't know what to do because I write academically and I mm -hmm. write science and this is fiction. And I think for the last 10 years of my life, 12 years of my life, it's been very much, oh my God, like 13 years of my life. <laughs> it's been very much about, you need to um, let the fluff go, get the color out. It has no place. This is a scientific inquiry, right? Because that's what I write. And so as I dove into this world of creative space, it started as a way to express myself. Like you said, like it just hit me. Okay, I'm gonna use this to express myself. I was working on the ghost book with my with my uh, co-author Pat, which is a teen novel. And all of that really started to just become this way I found color again and life again. And I remember the moment I thought like, okay, now I'm gonna research like you did. What are the different options? What are What should I do? And it was almost just this, I don't know, organic feeling where I said, I'm gonna keep this project. And as I'm like thinking, I'm going, why would you do that, Ashley? Like, I actually believe in it so much that I don't think it would have been hard to get an uh, agent to pick it up because of a couple of things. I partnered with an illustrator who has a very big name. So I think that would have allowed someone to say, oh, just media wise, right? Zach mm -hmm. would be, Zach Kincaid, Thomas Kincaid's nephew would be an easy link to get publicity, which is something agents look for. Sure. But it meant so much to me. And I wanted to say like, okay, is there a way that this book may one day not just be a way for me to heal and express myself, but a way to kind of create a world that's mine that I can kind of have ownership of. And I said, that if that's the case, if that's something I think I want to do, as scary as that is, I need to have ownership of everything. I need to not have someone telling me what the art needs to be changed to, the words need to be changed to, the format needs to be changed to. Mm -hmm. So I started from 
scratch and sat in the children's book department. And I looked at things like page counts, how big are the words, what size book feels good in my hands? What does the paper quality, what, what do I like right? to touch? Right. Yeah. And I was looking font at all this size, font everything, all of what that. font style. Mm -hmm. um, and so Zach was a blessing because he's bringing this book to life. And I'm the one, Zach's an introvert. Zach um, does not want to be a business <laughs> person. That's not like his thing. And so I started discovering that um, if you're going to do it by yourself, you have a lot of things to overcome, not just the stigma of self-publishing. You have to be confident enough to say, I'm going to take on the role of 12, 15 people which is what a company, you know, a publishing company is yes. going to do for you, right? I have to be a marketer. I have to be a PR person. I have to be um, uh, the business person. I have to keep inventory. I, I went a step further and I wasn't just a self-published author, which because a lot of options allow you to print on demand when a book is ordered, yes. it gets printed and then shipped to somebody or even, even better, it's an ebook. And so you don't worry about any of this. I found a company in China. I worked back and forth with them. I have 10,000 copies of that book. Actually right now, nine, 9,500. Thank you. Okay. Yes. But, but, but I ordered 10,000 copies of that. I created a plush doll. So 5,000 of those are sitting in my, my, you know, yes. in my garage, I created a puzzle line and I created an adult puzzle and that's the start of this world. And I did it that way because my vision in my head was that as my real life was defining me, or it was allowing people around me to define me as maybe not valuable anymore, broken, you know, mm. like not, not the same woman that I was before. I thought, what if I just said, buddy's death gave me permission to start a new chapter. And this book can be the vehicle to start a new chapter. And so that scary stuff that I need to be 12 or 15 people that kind of empowered me to say like, I was a PR major right before I was a criminologist. I love event planning. I love marketing. I love talking to people, right? You know, I'm real shy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. I had to and, beg you. Yeah. And then, you know, like I'm even fantasizing right now after COVID, I'm fantasizing about this idea of like, I could own that bone boutique online doesn't have to just be an online store. Like one day I could open my own store and gallery and all these things because of this product. And so wait, 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 I want to, yeah. I want to back up though, because yes. what you just said was so powerful and brought tears to my eyes because this idea that you're coming out of a place of, of brokenness and you're finding solace and you're finding like your true happiness and mm -hmm. joy in, in this thing that you're creating that's fictional, yes. but it, it is your reality. And that is exactly what I feel like by creating, like I've never written fiction, like I've never had the story and the characters and her sister and her friend and like everything is so vivid that I can't wait. It's a, it's going to be a series. It's and like you're waiting to live the life with them. Like you want to pick up, your, I, you want to call your I'm writing. Yes. Writing. I'm like writing the story I've always wanted to read. Yes, really. Or live. Yeah. Yes. And so I'm like, I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't need to date. I'm sorry. No, I've got not I've my, got my character. I mean, exactly. I'm a matchmaker right now. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's true. It's true because what it allows us to do is it allows you to create whatever you need around you. I mean, I remember because Fresno is one project, but I remember like the very, very first couple of weeks after Buddy died, walking into my colleague's office and reading him a chapter from this ghost book we've been writing. And, um, and just, I could, it was, it sounds crazy. It's like I was in the Wizard of Oz where it was black and white around me because I was really in a, like, 
I was sure surviving yeah, the death yeah. of my husband. Mm-hmm. But literally, as I would read and act it out, I would be laughing and I hadn't laughed in a while. I would be looking around and I could almost see colors and hear like colors. And it was so crazy what it can really bring back into your life. And so I was like, I'm not giving that away. And I'm also, as a businesswoman in my head, I was like, here's the reality of traditional publishing. You can traditionally publish, but all it is, that means is it's now in somebody's inventory yes. somewhere. They don't necessarily, some do, they do not necessarily market, promote all those things. You're still doing it. So why am I going to make mm, 75 cents a book, <laughs> two cent, two, $2 a book when I could make, I don't know, $16 a book. So it's like, yes. it's choices because you get exposed to millions of people where I'm, like you said, doing things where I'm trying to pedal person to person. Yes. But there's something about that too that's magical about, I'm going to put my book in your hands. And like every sale of Fresno has been me to my customer. And it's been me like, you know, personalizing. I, when you got yours, like postcards and yes. stickers in there. And like, I'm creating and spreading kindness one-on-one. And, -on -one. and you're also feeling more connected that way and more valued because like, you know, your customers, yes. you know, and you know, and you get like, I was sending you pictures back on Facebook or whatever, the like, you know, thing ever. yeah, like, I mean, you, you have that, I think you're absolutely right. Like, um, part of, you know, when I was writing a nonfiction book and I was searching for agents and the agent, one of the agents I talked to was like, you know, you have to build your marketing presence mm -hmm. and whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it's very true. Like even with, with traditional publishers, you have to prove that you can sell. You have to prove that you have you're a following. Gonna sell it. You have to, so yeah. well, you know what? I'm going to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're going to go through all that, I mean, if you have, if you are able to, uh, and I think, you know, I think the stigma too of self-publishing mm -hmm. is changing because mm -hmm. I think that people are starting to realize, I mean, yes, it, it's much easier you, and, the, and we can go into, you know, Kindle University and all of that, or, you know, but like it, it, it is fairly easy to upload a mm -hmm. manuscript to mm -hmm. an ebook, but if you're really um, serious about being taken seriously as an author, you can still self-publish, but there are steps to take to make sure that what you come out with is really quality. Like, Absolutely. like my manuscript, I love it. I'm, I think, I mean, but I know I suck at grammar in certain ways. Okay. I know That's that I'm like, editor. exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I'm spending the money mm -hmm. on someone that mm -hmm. I know has a, who is going mm -hmm. to go through the, and there's like different types of editing, which I'll go through, you know, in other episodes, but like, you know, it's worth the, um, it's worth the time and energy and money and the investment. Yeah. It's worth the yeah. investment to do that because publishers, especially, you know, I'm looking at co-publishing possibly yeah. or self-publishing mm -hmm. and either way, they're going to be more interested. I mean, you're going to have this, a really, really well thought through and a really solid manuscript versus just here's my idea in the best way that I could possibly do it. And my sister edited it and here yes. you go. Yeah, like, don't, I you don't can't do that. that. No, <laughs> because that's why self-publishing has a stigma. But like, like I, it was funny the other Not day. Not that I'm your actually, sister or anyone's no, sister listening isn't a great, um, no, she's awesome. She's, she's an smart. amazing editor. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but the thing is, it's funny. You're right. Because I actually, um, I, I met a man the other day and, and I was talking to him. I said, oh yeah, I have a children's book. Let me run, grab, I want to show it to you, you know, because we were getting there and he's like, that's so it. cool. So I bring it to him. He's like, oh my God, this is really good quality. And I went, well, yeah, of course. Right. It's, it's, there's a dust jacket. I got the thickest cover board you could get. I have, you know, you it's, can see. Yeah. And there's I inside mean, cover art. I mean, 
I went, no way am I going to skimp on stuff. Same with Fresno, the plush doll. You know, also, I have a signed copy. Oh my God. So. It says never stop dancing with skeletons. That's right. That's right. So good. And I mean, it's so good. But it's it, so fun. And the cover, I mean, everything, all the details. And mm -hmm. when you start getting into really understanding the business, it is a business. It is a business. An art and a business. Buying the ISBN and the barcodes and all the of this, UPC codes for having, products. Having someone who knows and understands, like, you know, what this is going to look like on this on the yeah. shelf and what it's going to look like, like yeah. this. And, Absolutely. you know, I mean, yeah. Absolutely. And it, it's been really cool. And, and it's fun because I wrote that really as kind of this like love letter to Reagan, right? And this idea yes. of like Reagan's different because her dad passed away. And I want her to know that difference amazing and special. But now I've been doing things that I never thought I'd be doing. I literally specialize in murder. And now I've been talking to people about grief, loss, and trauma, about utilizing my friend Fresno to work with, with special needs children or those oh, with intellectual disabilities or those types of things. Because everyone can find themselves in Fresno or in Reagan or those types of ideas. So the opportunities yeah. that are coming from saying, this is my brand. And I, that's, that was the difference I think with me versus saying, I'm just going to do this book on my own and upload it to, you know, Amazon and let it go. I said, I'm developing a brand and that takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of um, bumps and bruises. I probably shouldn't have Which, ordered 10,000 to well, start. Like. And, and I want to <laughs> dig into this a little bit more too, because like, you know, we have some time and I want to really talk yes. about these things. Yes. Like, um, but one of the things, one of the reasons that people want to self-publish, um, you know, if they can, I mean, first of all, it does cost money. Just, yes. I mean, that's why people traditionally were looking to get publishing contracts. So they wouldn't have to put the money up front. Mm -hmm. um, but now, yeah, it does cost money. It is an investment. Um, but also you retain more of the rights oh my to goodness, what yes. you have. So if let's say there's going to be a Fresno Pixar movie or something, no, I don't know. Uh, you know, that's right. Yeah. That's right. right. Like you don't have to give yeah. any of that or away. Prince, or let's say like, I want to develop some of the illustrations into prints. I have a contract with Zach and that's, it's our business plan, you know, and it's saying, okay, so I'm going to take not only this book, but maybe I want to release limited edition prints of the art. There's so many options. Now I will tell you this in just full transparency. We have that teen ghost trilogy. And right now I'm shopping traditional agents for that. And so it's funny because in, for that, I told Pat, it's not as easy to say, oh my goodness, you have a little one. Let me introduce you to Fresno, right? And to yeah. kind of lure them to a teen novel that's very similar, like parallel to Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings-esque thing. I don't think I have the capacity to market that, to sling that, to go to schools and do talks. That doesn't seem to be the world and the brand that I can do as the children's book author. So those people listening, they're like, but I wrote a romantic fiction. Maybe that isn't best so like it's it depends on are you ready to make that your brand and market that and if that is your brand mm -hmm. that's interesting then yeah. rock and roll with it yeah. for me i knew my one kind of easy path would be as that children's book author i can plan events i can do those things so i looked at my and you can do it with reagan right with my baby girl yes yeah. and she really gets to be this this um great part of um the process with me it's what it started for and now She's growing up watching mom learn marketing, learn branding, learn how uh, that baby saw me cry way too many times over a children's <laughs> children's book because I would get something and go like, this is not right. This is not accurate. Yes. Um, yes, yes. This yes. looks like crap. Whatever yes. it was. So yes. it is. It, it's, it, I think it came down to, can I, to me, if you're going to do it, can you make it your brand, right? Can this be what you are? Are you willing to put in? 
you know, hours of, of uh, social media marketing? Are you willing to be on, I think I've been on 70 some odd podcasts. Yeah. You've by been now, very you know? active. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, but in that takes a lot of emotional energy. It's not just money. It takes emotional energy as well. So, and, and also asking yourself, what's going to be my story as the author of mm. this book. And it's because it's more than your book. I think your book is an, is a extension of you. And if you can learn how to sell me as a brand, Reagan and I as a brand, the skeleton crew is the brand, then you naturally want my book. It's, it, it's really interesting because I think, um, when I think of, so like, for instance, like Mary Kay Andrews or mm -hmm, Mary mm -hmm. Alice Monroe, like I, you very much like, these are authors that they have their brand, you know, when you hear their names, you know, like you think beach, you think mm -hmm, summer, mm -hmm. you th but they both have very distinct, um, distinct voices mm -hmm. and they have a really distinct niche yes. in the market and they've yes. built that over years obviously but like um but they've been invested like each one when you pick up one of their books you know what to expect and you, you it's a continuation whether even if it's a, a different story it's a continuation of their voice of their vision of their brand yes. and i think that that's something really important and it's i totally agree with you it's why um I immediately, when I started writing this debut novel, I was like, this is a series. This is at mm -hmm. least a two mm -hmm. or three book series. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I have, I've already built that into the first book of like all these really great character yes. developments that, that can happen. Mm -hmm. Yes. And mm -hmm. it's going to be so much fun. I was like, I'll be writing. I'd be like, oh, I want, no, no, no. You can't let that happen yet. It needs to happen the second yeah. book or the third book. <laughs> I yeah. have our yeah. billboards, our bulletin boards in my office right now. Yes. It centers around the ghost book because a kid's book doesn't need a whole lot of <laughs> story recording. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, but it's so funny because I have like book two and tons of post-it notes and book three and tons of post-it yes. notes under it. And it's just kind of like, okay. And what's cool is that as you do that process, you're just, you know, you can move ideas around, you can change things around. Fresno did not start. So anyone listening, it's not easy. And I think when you pick up a product, you go, I, I don't know that I can do this, right? Because it seems so flawless to somebody. Um, it's not flawless. There's a lot of flaws. There's a lot of, of um, you know, late nights. Well, not in this made. book. I mean, the, the book well, is flawless. It's not the one behind beautiful. you, not what? the one behind you, but it's, it's, don't it didn't, tell me. Yeah. It didn't start that way, <laughs> you know? So like, yes, exactly. The, um, no, what's behind you, I'd say is 99% perfect. I, um, I really, I think it's I'm, perfect. I'm really don't proud of that her. book. I'm don't very, it's very really proud amazing. of that. But I had that, that what you see there. Mm -hmm. is so far from what, and it's only a children's book. It's so far from what that very first manuscript I handed Zach was, you know, Zach brought this character to life visually. And even within that, some of the emotion I felt, I would change words or I would rephrase mm. things, or I would, I would almost reflect the feeling I had from the image and switch some words. Or he would say, Hey, the cadence here is a little off. Like you have such great flow here. This sentence kind of is difficult to read. And then I would go, perfect. I'll send you back something. What do you think of this? And so it's interesting because I think you, you say, oh, I, I wrote this book. And like you just said, well, now it's time to work with an editor and now it's time to do this. And there's going to be moments where that favorite sentence of yours is questioned or someone says, I don't like the font you picked. You, you know, can't or... be too invested. I'm learning this. So like yes. when I was younger, this is my second pass at, um, writing a full length novel. Um, when I was younger, um, I wrote something and I was like, 
you know, it needs to be like I had in my mind, whatever I wrote had to be perfect. Yes. And, and ownership of those words. And it's my baby and no one can, nothing can be changed. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. now over time after, as I've read so many more books, I've been around so many people and whatever, and even writing this book, I'm like, oh, I love it. I love it. Oh my God. I love this scene. Oh my God. Yes. I love this scene. But yes. I'm also, as I gave it, as I, you know, search for the right mm -hmm. editor, mm -hmm. I'm like, I trust that this editor will take it and be kind yes. but be really honest and yes. i'm okay with changing things around if it needs to happen for the arc of the story or the character development to really i want i wanted my book to be a a quick read yes a, an, a easy sitting, read. an easy read yeah well mm -hmm. well yeah, like you would literally like you mm -hmm. don't want to put it down and you could, mm -hmm. I could read it in one or two settings i mean yes. i that's the those are the type of books i love yes and i wanted it to be something that just like is just just so like delicious you, just, you know like, what we did can't. you know what we did with the ghost book is um so that one's probably like 380 pages it's a fat book and it's it'll be three of those mm -hmm. but the first one we paid an editor to go through it and catch any kind of uh, blemishes we had then we we got eight beta readers of different ages like someone who said they're like a diehard yes. harry potter fan we got someone who was um 13 because it's a young adult book but it's one of those that like adults are gonna like do you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, uh, we I got did the someone same who, thing. Yes. we got mm -hmm. someone who was a historian to make sure, like, does it really read this way? We got someone who, um, was a religious philosopher because it's set over in, um, you know, like over there. And so over in England with the, with the Abbey and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so we got these different people, we got someone who just likes to read. So like, they didn't really have an investment in it. And each one, we gave them a worksheet and we said like, what characters work? Is there any character like part that doesn't seem natural or that you don't like, or that, you know, like what, um, like favorite parts, um, things that are confusing. And it was nerve wracking because we get these back. So we get these, I sent them literally printed books bound and we, um, you know, like spiral bound and these worksheets and we get it back with all these markups, questions, you know, like things circled, like, what does this mean? And it was interesting because you don't have to listen to people. But what was so cool is that we could look across those eight copies and be like, oh my gosh, turn to page five. A couple of people marked this or a couple of people said like need more or like, why is he doing this? And sure enough, we did. We typed up probably like a 40 page document of things like double check this, right? Pull out this, um, uh, elaborate this, uh, change like Hawking in this scene, change him to Newton in this scene because it doesn't make sense with his personality. Like they were catching things like that. Like Stephen Hawking would have never done that. Isaac Newton would have, do you know what I mean? And it was like, yeah. oh my God, you're right. Because we had built such rich characters that they were picking up that they were acting out of character. And That's I went, great. That's this is fantastic. Awesome. And so it's things like that where you, you do, you finish this product mm -hmm. and you think like, okay, now I just need to get it published. It's a journey. I mean, Fresno, a 40 page children's book behind you took me two years from start to the day you, you got to order it yes. <laughs> to two years. And yeah. I remember thinking like I wrote it in October of 2018 in two days. I told you I'm a spurt writer. Yes. So I wrote it in two days. I gave it to Zach and I'm like, well, shoot, I'm going to be like making big decisions in like two months. You know what I mean? I'm going to have this book in my hand. No, no. Um, well, and yeah. I mean, I have to say like, also this book is like the illustrations are incredible. I mean, they're really intense and, and yeah. I'm sure it took him a while. Very and long time. I, and I love you talking about the back and forth of you all even worse. So, yes. you know, you know that you do that with an editor, but 
like doing that with your illustrator too to make yeah. sure that what the what they're drawing with the artwork that they're creating mm -hmm. is actually really in line with what yes. you know where it is in the book and where now traditionally published books you may never even talk to your illustrator exactly you might turn over your manuscript and they're like hey like we got this person to illustrate also, it so that's really interesting one mm -hmm. of the reasons i've i've thought about co-publishing um or self-publishing mm -hmm. and what i liked about it was that they have I would have access to really great illustrators. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I would have some say mm -hmm. in like, so because I already have in my mind, like I'm gonna actually create a mocked- Yes, um, sketch, I, sketch it out. Well, mm -hmm. a cover. Well, mm -hmm. my great, my great um, former intern, but now director of uh, branding and uh, social media engagement, Lindsay. Um, she, hey, yeah, Lindsay, she, call me. No. Yeah, right? <laughs> She's graduating this her last semester yes. at UNA. So I, yes. I, I, that's my first uh, episode before this is I kind of like announce that and talk about her. But um, she is mocking up this really, she has a really great um, way. Like, you know, I can tell her the things that I'm interested in wanting on a cut and she'll just like put together these graphics that mm -hmm. just look that pop. So You're like, well, that's that. That's how Zach really is, is I'll, I would tell him, you know, and it was funny because there were moments, even now I gave him, you know, like uh, books two and three and he was like, I said, they suck. You don't like, you don't like them. And he was like, no, it's not that I don't like them, but you know what I mean? He was like, I don't like this part. And I don't like this part. And I, I challenge you to like do this and that. And I value that. Like my book is better because my illustrator yeah. allowed me to really grow with him. And he grew as an illustrator with me. So it, it was, it was fast. The whole but process I love was having, I, I love having input though, mm -hmm. because like I have a really specific idea of what mm -hmm. I, what I want for branding for the mm -hmm. whole series. Yes. And so it doesn't have to be exactly that, but like what I have in mind, if I were to get back, like, you know, a cover with like, you know, actual people like, you know, yes. on there, like, I'd be like, yes. no, no, no. You don't no, want a horse with like a shirtless man. And yeah, this, no, it's yeah, not that okay. type of romance. Okay. You, know, you sure? That, no, the positive. woman reaching over is rubbing his chest. <sighs> no, no, right. no. Right. So yeah, I would be like, no, um, a hard no. So yes. yeah, hard pass. <laughs> yeah. But, but if I had a traditional publishing, I probably wouldn't have, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of say in it. So and it depends least... on who you're with. I, please i'm not you know like it totally depends on who you're with not there disparaging are... traditional publishers yeah. oh my probably, god you know and they're also growing and learning and adapting yes. as well yes to but... a new market because like you said it's like indie musicians who are kind of saying like i'm gonna give it to the man and i like my product i'm gonna keep it and and there is a revolution of that where you are seeing really high quality it is just coming out like music though yes. because music yes. the music uh, ever since was it napster or whatever yep. like you know the 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 um whatever the industry it was flooded the market was mm -hmm. flooded mm -hmm. and honestly just like self-publishing oh, there's a lot of not so great freaking music out there absolutely you know, anyone can go record and, and publish absolutely. their own and album auto-tune and do do whatever they want absolutely i have two albums that i self-published so you know but they're not horrible but they're, they're you know, not anyway. but but still like yeah you know you have to be there is a reality there right yeah. like you know anyone can do these things mm -hmm. so, so do it if you're gonna do it do it right do it right do give it yourself right. the best shot to yes. like if you want to know why why someone else is a, a bestseller mm -hmm. and you're not it's not mm -hmm. just because of money or because they're under mm -hmm. you know at penguin house or at mm -hmm. random or at you know one of the big publishing house it's because they took the time to go through the steps and really give themselves the best shot possible yes. and i and also think about i think i think defining what does it mean to be a successful author so like for me yeah I needed something that could allow me to kind of make a transition in my life. And I don't need to be, 
I learned you can buy your way onto the New York Times bestseller and things like that. So it's like, those things are very artificial. Yeah. And you can like mark your book for 99 cents and flood the, you know, flood orders. There's those a lot of, of marketing. It, yeah. There's a lot of strategies. You can pay, strategies. I think like $60,000 and a company does that for you. They purchase from the money you give them. They purchase all of your books that day. And it's like, but you have to give it to them for like, it's, it's crazy. So, so those things that we say is success, and this is with life in general, all these things that we say, this is success. You, first of all, you know what success is you, you did a project. There's so many people you're going to meet that say, I want to write a book. Oh my gosh. I have this idea for a book to have your book in your hand. And I don't care what it's in That's success. You did it. Second of all, also wait, hang on. Just even before that, just writing the thing. Oh that my was God. something that was something Mary Kay Andrews said yes. in one of the FNF um yes. you know week Wednesdays is she was like just finish it even just for yourself to well, prove to prove that product. you like yeah when you're like you're like I wrote these freaking words I, I wrote this. finished it and like your it kids can, are going to read that and like you that that can be you can go bind it at Kinkos and it can be on yourself so just finishing a book yes. is a big deal yes. so that's success I also think, you know, there's these ideas of like, oh my God, what if I could get this book contract for so much money? And it's going, well, you know, in my mind, I'm going, what if I could over three years, so let's set realistic goals, three or four mm-hmm. years, what if I could replace my professor salary? Do you know what I mean? What if I could be yes. making steps like this? So it's not, I don't need to be a bestseller. I need to be, maybe I'm the shop around the corner. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm the little shop around the corner. And it's about those personal connections. It's about saying, it's okay if this just provides my my needs right yes. around me, or this might be just a hobby or things like that. But it 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 can do so much more than this fame or um you know like my mom my mom God bless her was like what happens if you can't sell those books I'm like well then there's gonna be a lot of happy children at hospitals and elementary schools and things like that that have donated books but. I still, that's still mine. And Reagan, the growth I've had as a human. Leave it gro- to a parent to say something like that no. because they worry. They worry, they worry about so us, bad. God bless but- her. She, she's my biggest fan. She's, she's constantly. But, but the thing is, it's like you've just started. And I think yeah. that's, that's the thing too, yeah. is that understanding what success is and also understanding what that timeline looks like. Oh, it's long. It's not overnight. No. Yeah. It's a long and, arm. And the things, these decisions where it says, you know, like, um, and I have moments where I panic about like, maybe I should, I you teased you, like, maybe I shouldn't have done all that. No, I should have, because those books are good in two years, just like they're good today. And so giving myself that permission to say, you're in the middle of a global pandemic. You've done real great. You launched a book. You had a launch party online. You yes. did you know these yes. different things. You've done story times with kids. You've done mom groups. Like you've done those things virtually but that's not my ideal circumstance. I did one vendor fair and I'm telling you, it was hilarious. The other vendors were like, Jesus, like I was hawking that book. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, come here. Let me introduce you to my friend Fresno because I believed in it so much. And so in my head, I thought, you know, for me, and this is not like Zach would, Zach would laugh and like vomit. If I said, you need to go out and hand, you need to sell this to someone, right? He'd be like, <laughs> I, I drew it. Good luck. Yeah. You know? But for me, there's something, there's like a high about that connection with people. And so that's where my brain went. Was Also, it's like, you're really, it's your true authentic self, Yes. right? Yes. You're like, okay, yeah, you're this professor. Yeah. You've studied, you know, criminology and mm-hmm. you've, you know, mm-hmm. cold cases and all of mm-hmm. that. And you have all of this knowledge. But the thing is like, there's something about 
putting something in, from inside yourself out there and it's just, it's you, like it is so you. And yeah. it's like, I also want to say that, yeah, not everyone is comfortable, you know, doing that. And I think even more reason why if you're going to do this and you want to actually sell your book and get it out there to the world, and it's perfectly fine if you just want to do a book for your own bookshelf. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Actually want, too. Yeah. But if you actually want to like sell it, um, then find someone, hire someone, yes. figure out a way yes. to get someone who's really good at that to yes. do that. And then, and you. for some people, honestly, for some people, cause I, I did a, uh, a panel with, with the two traditionally published authors. No, they were like, uh, more power to you, girl. Like I could not, you know, like one was like, my book would sell better if I marketed it with my publishing company. And he's like, I don't have that personality at all. So whatever happens with it, I don't care. And he didn't, that wasn't important to him. Yeah. For me, yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. That's almost like this new refound energy. Cause I get that. I'm an extrovert. So like, I love, like I got, so I had some beta readers and like, I got a text from one and she was like, I can't put this down and I can't I mean, stop telling people. And I was yeah. like, that is like so great. Yep. I when mean, I get a text of someone telling me like, Fresno or yes. reading Fresno. Or, yes. I love it or, because yeah, it's my story. It's like, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, you love my people. You love my story. Yeah. Like it, it means so much. So absolutely. And yeah. don't be scared to put things out there. So like, I remember that feeling when I said, oh my God, I am going to turn it over to somebody and they might hate it. And that's okay. It's like an artist, literally. I mean, I don't know how many times you've watched America's Next Top Model, like Next in Fashion, all these interior design shows. And you're like, what the heck? That's pretty. That's supposed to be good. Someone's going to buy that. And yet it wins. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So, so you never know. Books are like art or music or whatever. People have taste and they may not like yours. And that's okay. But it is, there's something, even the negative comments if you have the right people who know how to do it kindly, even the negative comments, I went, Oh my God, this is going to make it better. There hasn't been a time that Zach gave me feedback that it did not make my book better. You know? And, and, I, and Yeah. And I think there's, there is an art. Um, we're not very good on a whole as like, a, you know, society giving feedback. Yes. Like we're, we're yes. learning. Um, there's a way to give feedback, a really yes. constructive feedback. It and you be always start with something really positive. Like I fell in love with your characters. Boom. Boop. Uh, your images right. read like a, like a movie. I could totally feel myself in it. Boop. I would like to here see. Here are some, yeah, or here are some suggestions on yes. something, you know, and I think that like doing a work, a worksheet like you did, or mm -hmm. just being really clear, like when I shared it with my beta readers, I was still writing. I shared mm -hmm. like part mm -hmm. one and then I finished part two and shared them. Oh, and I literally, cool. and I was literally like, don't give me any critical feedback. I mean, yes. I just told them, I was like, I honestly just want to know if like overall, like, are you getting it? Hi, Reagan. Hi. 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 You want to tell her, tell her your favorite thing about, um, us making Fresno. Oh, um, yes. is, um, we were inspired by Fresno. Oh, be, you, you love it because it was inspired by your real friend Fresno. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was really cool. And what's the biggest message and takeaway you think from this book? Cause we have other messages that we want to share, but what's, what do you think the biggest message is for this book? Um, learning about people that are different. And what is is what do we know about people who are different? You should be kind to them and that they're not the same. And that they're, are they scary or? They're nice and that they're exactly like you, just they're like um, a tiny bit different. And that makes them special, right? That actually makes them special. We don't all want to be exactly the same, right? Yeah. And that when we're kind to people who are different, we learn about ourselves too, right? Yeah. All right. Tell Miss Heather bye. Bye, Miss Heather. That was All right. Awesome. Go, girlfriend. Bye. Oh my God. That's so sweet. Best.
she's That's the best. Amazing. She said the greatest thing, the, you want to know the greatest compliment ever? And this is why some people may be inspired to write. Um, I read to her class for an event and um, they got to ask me about writing and things like that. And I came back around because she was on her iPad in the room and I was out in here doing this. And I went there, I was like, are you okay? Afterwards, you know, and she's like, yeah, I just, I almost started crying when you were reading. And I went, why? And she's like, cause you did it. You did it. And you're my mom and you were reading your book. And I was like, what? She's six. I just started like, that is amazing. And she's like, it was really hard not to cry. And I went, she's so proud of me despite. Yeah. Yes. And what a role model. And oh my God, that is, that is amazing. It was the coolest. I mean, like if nothing else, that's success. So those are the things where it's like, doesn't have to be, I don't need to be, um, you know, on the, the, the front of, you know, Barnes and Noble, and I don't have to be here and there. But there's going to be moments where I have a child that I meet that I talk to them about how special they are and I share the love of Fresno or Reagan gets to share the love of Fresno or things like that where I'll make a difference. And that's always been, I'm a teacher, I'm an advocate. You know what I mean? And those are things that maybe I want to walk away from the professional part of that at some point. Mm -hmm. But still, I never want to lose those Mm -hmm. elements of my life. And it's like, this is the vehicle for me to say, create the magic girl and you're oh doing God. it with, yeah, with a pen I and a computer. It. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So tell me what are some things that some gotchas that if you were to do it again or when you do it again, what yes. are some things that already you're like, Oh, I'm going to change this process. I think I'm going to, um, one, like I said, one of the biggest decisions would be, are you going to actually order your own inventory and stuff like that? And how are you going to get rid of it? Um, I think things could have been different had the pandemic not hit. I had a bunch of big events lined up. I had a launch party at a theater. I had a bunch of things lined up, but I think I would have ordered less inventory and paid a little bit more to reorder until I learned my footing. So next time, like I'm right now, I'm, I'm working with, um, uh, with Zach on a couple other books. I'm also reaching out to two other illustrators for two other books. And, um, I, I talked to my business partner, kind of my mentor. And I said, I think I might start with a thousand, you know, and allow myself that because honestly, in four months I sold 500. And so it's like, okay, that's good. And when I got to 500, I could reorder, you know, and like know mm-hmm. that, that, that pattern's going, um, because now I have a lot of, of inventory <laughs> that feels it's something about like the mental thing. It feels like a lot of pressure and that maybe I'm not doing good enough because mm. my, my inventory is so big. That's not true because like I said, I may get rid of that inventory year three, but yep. still, What's cool about that in my mind is that I made a huge investment in my business up front because I believed in it. And that's also given a different mental reaction too. So there is bad parts to that, but there's also this idea of like, you believed in yourself. Yes. And when you say, I'm going to do it and I'm going to make it happen. I'm okay. If I stumble and fall, I'm okay. If it sits there for a year, I'm okay. If this happens, then there's also that like, nope, this, your business, like it's going to work out. It's just a bad month or it's just slow or whatever. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, so I, I would say be careful and cautious if you're going to order your own inventory. Just think about like um, uh, how much you want, how much you need, how are you going to be promoting that? Um, I think you have to be bold and have a plan. What's you like? What is your message? Minds of kindness, minds of creativity and embracing who you are. So everything I send out needs to be about that. So Fresno needs to constantly embrace that. So, um, there've been moments, like I have friends that take a Fresno around top secret, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And like a big, uh, uh, skeleton Fresno 
and they've sent cute pictures. They're amazing pictures or they're funny pictures because I'm a criminologist with Fresno, you know, but they're not brand appropriate to share. Like they're trying to help me create a social media presence, but I'm like, Ooh, I really probably shouldn't show that. Like I laugh out loud as the criminologist, but for children looking to him as this, this episode of, you know, kindness and, and, um, this, yeah. this example of kindness, it doesn't fit. So mark your brand and stick with it. Um, I think get as many people sharing your message as possible. Trust your friends and family and invite your friends and family to be part of the journey in many ways. You can do things like, you know, you can have your own mini Kickstarter, you know, like, Hey, if I want, um, if you, if you're willing to support us, I will send you, you know, a plush and a copy of the book for this much, if you can't afford to buy your inventory up front. So there's ways to do things like that. Yes. Create moments where the, the experience when they buy your book is different from when they buy a book at Barnes and Noble. So mm. that's one of the things I yeah. really thought about is like, when you open the box of Fresno, I want you to go, that's cool. You know, like you had the sticker and you had the postcard that said, thank you. Like, to be honest, we couldn't do it without you. And one of my friends was like, what? And I went, no, it's just, it's the brand and it's image from the book and those types of things. So I think give them an experience when they shop mm. with you. Um, what other kinds of that's takeaways? Good. Yeah. And again, I think the biggest, the biggest takeaway is you have to look inside yourself. It has nothing to do with the book. You have to look inside yourself and say, what is my actual vision and, and purpose and my why of doing this? What is it to ultimately be quote successful? And if you're yes. doing it for the fame, if you're doing it for the paycheck, it's like any other art form, you may not really be pleased with the way it turns out. Doesn't mean it won't be great right? Like one yeah. day you might be walking into my, my gallery and I'm doing real great. <laughs> but the reality is, is that's not my why. If that happens, it's a blessing. My why is to continue to make sure that, that whatever I, I needed that the joy and that love now, because I'm healing can be shared through these books. And I'm allowed yes. to now transfer that health and healing and that love to, to little ones, to families, give them um, you know, ways to use this book to help tough conversations. So it's like, what is it? And make sure it's a pure why, and it's a pure goal. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, then, and I think during the process, you have to remind yourself that too, like write that mm -hmm. down somewhere, mm -hmm. put it in a journal, put it on a sticky, mm -hmm. whatever. Just remember to like, yeah, what, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. And just remember, um, you know, just stay, stay tapped in to that. Yes. Because... And let yourself have meltdowns along the way. Yeah, so there, yeah, yeah. There are multiple memories in my head right now where, um, you know, uh, my six-year-old had to talk me off the ledge where I got a proof and it wasn't what I wanted. I got this and that and it wasn't, what I, and, and there's moments where you're like, what am I doing? Right. Someone asked me the other day, they said, Oh, like you want to, what are you doing? You don't know mm -hmm. you're a professor. And I'm like, mm, mm. am I like, I'm a lot of things, but you know, like, exactly. so you can be a lot of things, mm -hmm. you can be a lot of things, mm -hmm. and but on those fiction, bad days, you can be tons anything. of things, but on those bad days, remember, yeah, you may not know it all. No one does. And no one did when they started, but it's about the learn. The process is almost as cool as the final product. So it's yes. give yourself the grace and the understanding that there's going to be days where you go, I should quit and let yourself wallow and figure out what you're going to do. And then go look in the mirror and be like, remember, this is my why. This is why I was doing this. This is the purpose of what I wanted to do. Get up and go, go work on it. I love that so much. And I think that, um, that's going to be super helpful for listeners. Um, because I, and, and that's definitely the vibe uh, that I want to have, like moving forward the season, because when I was thinking about it, I was like, 
the perfectionist in me is like, oh. okay, well, hurry up and get it done and get packaged and get it perfect and then put it out there and everyone's going to love it. And I'm like, no, instead, mm -hmm. I'm going to lean into the here's I'm actually in the process. Yeah. And we're going to have discussions about the decisions I'm making and why and I'm making those decisions. You're going to grow so much as a person because I'm like you. I'm type A. I'm a perfectionist. It wasn't the right time. It's never the right time. I need to wait. I need to learn. Forget all that. This is or like I need permission. to be perfect. I need to bring. Like, I don't nope. want people to see behind the scenes. No, nope. let need them to see it. On stage. What? Nope. Yeah. But that's it. I'm, I I love that I'm going to just take them through this process of like, yes. or, you know, when I get edits back that are hard and I'm going to be like, wow, this is really hard to cut that part and out. Remember, I love that you part. You don't have to. Remember, sure. you don't have to. So, sure. so what it is, is, is I told, I remember telling Pat, cause he was like, okay, well, you know, this person's, and I said, nope, that one I'm arguing that one. I'm going to tell you why that's not right. And I said, now, if, if, if everybody else who sends it back says the same thing, I'll, I'll bend, I will. And I said, but, but I understand what they're saying but I don't think that that necessarily is what our vision was for the book. That reader would have liked this. That's fine. Now there were 90% of the other things that that reader suggested that I did fix, you know? So it's like there, that's also a cool part where yeah. why I got 10, I think we got eight or 10. And that was the cool part. We lined them all up. We went page by page by page. We read the worksheets out loud to each other and said, Oh my God, mine says that too. This one says that too. So the, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's a really it, cool process. It is. And I think, you know, it's great to like, um, yeah, to, to really, uh, you hold on, it's your vision and mm -hmm. it's your, and it's mm -hmm. your, your stories and your, mm -hmm. um, your, yeah, it's, it is still my baby. Yes. But my baby can be raised by many people. Absolutely. And like, I, I'm really excited about like, um, because I have one perspective and I'm involved in it, but like, I'm really excited to see when someone else brings something well, about this character or that character or this development. And I'm going to be like, I know I'm going to be like, oh my God. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yes. I should have thought of that. Yes. <laughs> or, and also, yeah. and also those friends, those same friends, they're going to be the ones who help you when, when the book comes out. I had a, a colleague that had just started at work and she saw Fresno. I showed it to her at my house and she literally at my kitchen table texted 10 girlfriends and said like, you've got to get this for your kids. I had four orders that night. Yes. You know, so it was like, oh my gosh. Okay. It's so okay. exciting. Because that's how we learn about everything now. Like what restaurant should I eat at? What jeans should I have? What book should I pick up? It's not, it's, it's a lot. We all know that when you well, go stand in yeah. like a bookstore, you're like, what do I, it's like a wine store. You know what I mean? It's like, I guess I pick off the label. I don't know. And that, that's a lot of why I wanted to kind of like unpack things this mm -hmm. season as I'm going mm -hmm. through this too and learning and just sharing that with people that like, you know, helping, um, I, I want my listeners to, who are out there, like those listeners that are listening right now that are like, I want to do this or I'm in this process or whatever. Yes. Like, I want them to be like, I want them to have the best resources, the best advice, the best tips. I want them to like, feel like encouraged and yes. supported and like, not just like, oh, just do the thing and have it out there and no. with the masses, but like really believe in yourself and do this thing. Let me tell you them a great tip. Mm -hmm create a small business for yourself, form an LLC or a, a S core or whatever. It's like, mm, it can be like 30 bucks up to like 350, depending on where you are or whatever. And then everything you do for that book is a tax write-off. So that's been a huge blessing for me. So, um, that's been you know, something, um, like my inventory is not, but, but things like if I'm going out and I'm, you know, traveling to go meet somebody to talk about the book, if I'm hosting someone for lunch for the book, if I'm, um, you know, flying somewhere for the book, all of that is a tax write-off for my business now. So if you're thinking of going that 
that independent route and you want to, I say indie author because the self-publish isn't as fun. So if you want to be an indie author, um, form that business. And that, that is, again, that's that mentality of like, this is no joke. I'm going to walk mm -hmm. down to the courthouse. I'm going to, I'm going to create a, a business. I'm going to start thinking about my brand. I'm going to have the, like, it's a, it's a big girl. You put your big yes, girl or boy pants yes. on and, and you, you can actually benefit your family that way. So really cool. That's a cool tidbit. Um, Katie would have been proud of me. Katie um, would be so proud right now. <laughs> like I'm doing my taxes right now. You know, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like so much of last year was a write-off because of Fresno. Yeah. And yeah, so that you, is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, such good advice. I am so excited for you. Okay, so you. um for readers who are who have stayed till the end <laughs> and those Thanks, who guys. haven't, um, <laughs> we're still gonna put these in the show notes. So my friend Fresno, the girl who dances with skeletons, is available. So it's available fun. now. You can get your autographed copy. Yep. Everyone's going to be autographed. And it's mm -hmm. so sweet. If you're looking for a story for either, honestly, I think adults tell me better messages sometimes than even the kiddos do. But um, if you're looking for a story, Reagan tells you she used to be afraid of monsters under her bed, but now she welcomes them because she learned things that are different are often just misunderstood or things that are scary are often yeah. just misunderstood. So in 2021, what a book to get. It talks about meeting Fresno understanding his background of people being mean to him looked his little sad face right there oh my God. and then they become the best friends that's family. reagan's favorite picture of them jumping on the bed and then she tells you why a girl and a skeleton make the greatest friendship and how she learns so much about herself by being kind to fresno and how fresno learns so much about himself by being loved by someone so super cool it's a really fun book i think parents can use it to talk about a lot of different topics from grief to being a support person for someone with intellectual disabilities, all kinds of things. And also my, so my mother and my um, niece and nephew, uh, they have their copy in their Fresno and they use it actually because they're a family of chiropractors. They use it <gasps> oh, for anatomy yes. lessons. Yes, he's <laughs> completely anatomically correct. And yeah, but yes, but it doesn't matter. He's so mm -hmm. fun um, and, and little ones, he's so soft, he's embroidered. The yes. puzzles make a great, uh, way kids struggle sometimes to express themselves. And so when they're building a puzzle, they're distracted. So if you read Fresno, maybe there's something they're struggling with at bullying or something like that at school, you can talk to them mm. while they're building a puzzle because they're distracted and you guys and can share that moment. And mm -hmm. you can do it together. And what, a, you know, everyone's looking for activities to do with their kids together right now because Absolutely. they're all still, we're still stuck inside. So, Absolutely. Um, and then send me a picture yeah. of you guys, cause that makes my whole heart yes. just swell. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So, um, say your website where they yeah. can find and order their, their, Fresno gear. I love it. So you can jump on and shop in the bone boutique at www.myfriendfresno.com. And you can also follow our adventures on all the social media platforms at my friend Fresno. Awesome. And I will put all this in the show notes as I always do. I'll share it out to social media. Um, and this will be, yeah, we're going to, um, put this out in a couple weeks. So, oh my goodness, um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm we'll so... start writing everyone who's listening, start writing. It's never the right time. Start writing. Don't be scared or, or do it scared, I guess better. Just do and it. Then, yep. And then never stop dancing. With what is the quote? Okay. I just, I just heard a quote and I'll, I'll read this and, and then we can wrap up, but literally what was it? It was from like one of my cheesy Hallmark series oh, or I movies that I watch. Um, you're never more alive than when you were scared half to death. Yes. So go live your life. Yes. Do it. Yes. I told Megan <laughs> the other day, she asked me, she said, I'm not brave enough to do this. And I said, wrong. Bravery is when you do it scared, because if you weren't scared, what's brave about that? So yeah. 
be brave and do it scared. I love it. I am so yes. proud of you. I Thank am you. so excited. Hopefully we'll like, you know, maybe do a follow up later this I year and like touch base and um yeah, keep keep strong, keep doing thank what you're you. doing. Thank and, you for believing um, in me. I wouldn't be where I'm at without, oh my gosh, without friends and family who believe in me. So thank you. You're amazing. You're thank amazing. You. Always great to talk to you, Ashley. Yes, ma'am. Good I'll luck writing. I can't again. wait to read your book. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you for listening to Flipping Dreams. Please be sure to follow us on all of our social media at Flipping Dreams or at Heather Renee May. And please check out our website and sign up for our email list where you will get notifications on our weekly podcast and blog posts, as well as our monthly newsletter and much more. Be the first to know, sign up today. Thank you again, and we will see you next week here on Flipping Dreams. <laughs>